Christ above us, Christ below us, Christ before us, Christ behind us, Christ beside us, Christ within us. Amen. Lost stuff. We all get lost stuff. We all lose things, don't we? we and, and when we lose it and, we, and then we find it later, we're very, very happy that we found it. Happens all the time. Especially to me. Uh, recently, in the last two months, I lost my wallet twice. And you all know what kind of terror that is. Credit cards, ID, identity theft. Both times, one of my children found it. And both times, my kids got get-out-of-work-free cards from me for finding it. I was so happy. Take a business card and I write, I get out of work free. Hopefully, they've lost them and will never redeem them. <laughs> but when they found my wallet, boy, did I rejoice. One time, it was, uh, it was stuffed under some clothes in my parents' closet where I had changed clothes to go swimming in their pool. And the other time, it had wedged itself between the cushions in my office chair. And I don't know about you, but several times a week, I give my uh, Find My iPhone Now app a really good workout. There's a comedian I love, Steve Martin. In one of his books, he has uh, what he calls his old age test. He says, what you do is you put your keys in your left hand, and then you go do something else for half an hour, and then you look for your keys. So we all understand about losing stuff and finding stuff and being happy when we find it. But lost sheep? If anyone here has ever lost sheep before, I'd love to hear about it. We don't get a lot of sheep or a lot of shepherds around these parts. I know a few goat farmers, but no shepherds. At least not anymore. But we do understand flocks. All of you have a really good understanding of flocks, whether or not you know it, because you are a part of a flock, being in an Episcopal church. We Episcopalians have bishops as our ecclesial and spiritual and canonical heads, and and our bishops carry around these big sticks that are uh, modeled after a shepherd's staff or a crozier. There was this great moment when Bishop Rob was ordained and he got his crozier and he turned around with his crozier and, it, and he just kind of went bam on the stage at, at a Morehouse with it. And it was like he was saying there's a new shepherd in town. And there is a new shepherd in town. And boy, is he a good one. So the word flock will get thrown around in the Episcopal Church especially, quite a bit, and especially in a pastoral and parish ministry. I don't know if you've really given that too much thought, though, because being associated with sheep is really not that flattering on the surface because sheep are, are docile. They are fuzzy and woolly, and they smell bad, and they're pretty stupid, and they exhibit tremendous flock behavior. Now, my flock really is the entire church, is God's church. Um, I was called here to serve this flock, which is all of you, and more specifically, the flocks within the church of the young adults and, and the youth. Youth, that's never a term I, 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 I enjoy using very much. I, I prefer the term young, um, I prefer the term um, adolescent humans to youth. And adolescent humans, and I apologize to my, my friends who are adolescent humans in here, of which there are many, but you, you are sheep-like. It's science. 
Human brains do not function at the same level that they do once you emerge into full-blown adulthood. Human brains function at a lower capacity during the teen years, and even worse, the parts that function at a lower capacity are concerned with things that are pretty vital to your survival, like understanding consequences and, and your own mortality. Adolescent humans engage in flock behavior with, with their trends. Um, youth workers are, are, are told, and I tell my youth workers to do this, and another youth worker taught this to me, to exegete um, adolescent behavior, to interpret it, to try to figure out what it means. And one of the things we're told to do often is to, to get on Google and put in uh, teen trends or, or harmful teen trends or harmful adolescent trends. And there are some really scary things that are going around I'd urge you to take a look at that sometime. And I, I'm happy to say that I haven't heard reports of any of the, the adolescent humans I work with here uh, doing them, but they do happen. Or better yet, talk to your own adolescent human about it to find out what's going on. But you know, at some point, if you've raised children who, have, uh, who are teenagers or have lived through their teen years, at some point um, you either catch them doing something or they tell you they did something or you find out they did something and and you have the talk where you sit down, and after you hear them tell you about what they did, you look at them and you say, you what? And then after you mete out whatever punishment or, or consequences that you think are appropriate, and they leave the room, you say a prayer to God quietly, very, very thankful that they're still alive to confess their sins to you. But you know, lest we adult humans cast stones, we were once adolescent humans ourselves. We were once lost teenage lambs. Who among you doesn't find yourself swapping war stories with your high school buddies or your college buddies about all the stupid things that you did in your lost youth? This is the part where normally I would tell you a story about something stupid I did, but you know, I'm going to plead the fifth. I did some massively stupid stuff. Left on my own on a few occasions, I probably even came perilously close to injury and maybe even death, as I'm sure a few of you did. So being sheep, that association with sheep implies to us that, that we are less competent on our own sometimes, that we need help. Yet still, uh, and I, I think this is maybe unique to American culture, we pride ourselves on not being sheep, don't we? A life lived merely as a member of a herd is one without a lot of choice. It's, it's inauthentic, isn't it? So there's a disconnect, I think, between how we think of sheep now as these docile, herd-like creatures and how Jesus' audience would have thought of sheep when they heard him telling the story about these woolly beasts. See, back in Jesus' day, yes, sheep were still stupid and woolly and smelly, but they were very, very valuable. A gold or silver coin could be fake, but sheep, sheep are real. Sheep make little sheep, they make meat, they make fertilizer, they make clothing. Owning sheep can save your life back then and provide you a livelihood, maybe even provide great wealth for a family. So when Jesus' captive audience would have heard the word sheep in his story, they would have uh, heard stupid, woolly, smelly, but they also would have heard valuable resource or prized possession. 
Sometimes I think we listen to this parable and we, we might say to ourselves, oh, isn't that shepherd kind to, to run off from the other sheep and to find that one lost, dumb animal? And I think place where we are, we would think that, but no. In Jesus' day, the reaction would have been, no, that shepherd's just doing their job. That shepherd's doing what shepherds do. That shepherd is pursuing this thing of great value. That shepherd is pursuing this, this being that's more precious than gold, her flock. The shepherd is finding the precious, precious sheep before he tumbles off the cliff or is eaten by the wolf. She's searching high and low and getting him back to safety. And to the sheep's credit, he recognizes her and he lets the shepherd take him home. I think as competent and intelligent people, sometimes we have a tendency to just suck it up and power through when bad times befall us or when we are in great pain. I think many times that we're convinced because we're, we're socially powerful or economically powerful or, or we're very accomplished in our jobs or our professions or that, that we just are downright talented at what we do because all that is true about us, that we can also uh, do everything alone. That we can brave the valley of the shadows through our own courage and our own reason and our own gumption and fortitude. But we are like sheep. We are often in need of God's help when we wander off the path. When we wander off the path in our shame, we wander off in our guilt and our pain, we wander off in our pursuits of, of all the things that we are convinced will complete us. And we need to be picked up and carried home on a daily basis by a shepherd who not only looks for us in our perpetual lostness, but pursues us and carries us home. If God is our shepherd, then she too, like the shepherd in the parable, comes after us when we are lost if God is our shepherd, it's not because God is just being nice or kind or even merciful or just taking pity upon we poor, stupid animals. If God is our shepherd, she comes after us because we are precious to her. God searches for us through hill and dale and through all the elements and all the myriad ways that we find to hide ourselves from her. And God takes us home. God does the heavy lifting. But in the moment when God finds us, when the shepherd finds us, that is the moment when the human condition is revealed, isn't it? Because in that moment, I know sometimes I'm even dumber than sheep. God shows up and offers me the ride home. And unlike the sheep, I look look to her and I say, no thanks God, I'm good. I can find my way over the cliff all by myself. We not only get lost and then the shepherd finds us, but we refuse to let her carry us. Last week we baptized some babies and I love all the baptismal services we do here and one of them was a baby that I met on the second day she was alive. It was really sweet. And one of the answers... One of the um, answers in the, in the service is we say, I will with God's help, right? In the moment before we put someone through the baptismal waters, that very uh, liturgy, that very rite 
that very act that welcomes them into the body of Christ and into this church. We say, I will with God's help. However, we don't always believe it. We remain convinced many times that we do not need God's help. We're really good at the I will part. But we leave out the with God's help, don't we? But my flock, the good news, we are precious. God, like the shepherd in the story, never gives up on seeking us out and finding us. God is seeking all of us right now. Be sheep. Be sheep. And let God carry you home.